It was so much fun to go shopping. But the problem was like, I felt like I was constantly fighting a losing battle. I felt like you are listening to the Decluttering Club podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mueller, and it's my mission to equip women to declutter their homes, their time, and their lives so that they can cherish what truly matters. Episode number one, why should you declutter? Why? What do you think? Here's what I think. I think that it is easy to bring things into our houses. Things show up. We don't have to lift a finger and things are gonna come in your house, whether it's with the mail or with one-click shopping or you're just gonna be out and about and you know, before you know it, your car's full of stuff. It is not hard for things to come in the door. This is what we do as human beings. We accumulate. We want to make things better. We have hobbies. We need clothes. We need food. All of these things, all of these are reasons that things come in the door. Right? We don't have to work at it. It's very low friction for things to come in the door. People may be bringing things to your house. However, things do not leave on purpose. Things do not leave um, without effort. You have to make an effort to let something go, to declutter it, or to put it in the trash, or to use it up. That takes work and effort. Whereas again, the inbound side, super easy, very, very low friction, right? So what happens if you have easy things coming in the door and, and a lot of friction, very hard to get them out of the door? Well, the result is that things pile up and we have clutter, right? What I want you to know, and this is, I firmly believe this is a, an ever increasing problem today in our modern world is that the game is rigged against you. This modern world is designed to generate clutter. Like this is just the way it is and it's not good or bad, but this is, this is kind of an effect of the way that our world is set up. And so if you have struggled with clutter and if you are wondering like, why is this so hard? Let me tell you, it's not you. <laughs> you have a perfectly normal functioning human brain and it's not because there's anything wrong with you that you have a clutter problem. The problem is that our world is designed to create this clutter, right? And here's how this works. So again, we receive conflicting messages, all right? So you may be on social media and the messages that you get from social media and you know maybe from your friends and family is, bye, 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 let's go and get the newest thing. Let's go get something fun. Let's get something new. You see all these other people and you see just a fraction of their life. But what do you see? You see when they get something new. You see when they get a cute dress, they have some new makeup. Maybe they're doing some new, new craft or they created a blanket or something like that. So we see all of this consumption, right? So we are encouraged to accumulate, to acquire and to consume. Now you don't see the consequences of that. You don't see the flip side. Nobody is walking around saying, you know, yeah, I've been paying for this storage unit for 10 years. <laughs> That's not something that people are bragging about on social media. But we think that, you know, our job is to go and get the latest and greatest thing. Okay? Those are the messages that society and, you know, our culture are sending. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with buying things. I am not gonna tell you that that's wrong. I'm just telling you this is what uh, you are encouraged to do every time you open your phone or you watch a show or you go out in public. We like to shop. 
Shopping is super fun. This is what our brains like to do. So we want to accumulate. On the other hand, we also want to save, right? We want to save up for a rainy day. We don't want to be wasteful. Maybe you were raised by parents, or maybe you had grandparents who grew up in the depression. And so they hammered it into your head that we don't waste things. We don't waste food. We don't throw away perfectly good things. You never know where you're going to need that. We like to be prepared. So these messages are telling you it is super important to hang on to things. Don't let them go. You might need it. And so this creates this perfect storm of lots of things coming in and not lots of things leaving, not lots of things going out. Right? We also want to save the planet. We don't want to just like throw stuff out just because, because that is being wasteful and that's contributing to the landfill. Right? So you can see how this is all set up against you if you are not doing something about it. Right? Our brains were designed to keep us safe. We don't like to make mistakes. We don't like to do things that are different. Um, and we also want to, you know, we want to survive. And if your brain thinks that your survival is dependent on you hanging on to things because you might need it, well, then what's going to happen? You're going to do that. Right. And this used to be the case. You know, if, um, if you lived a couple hundred years ago, it was super important for you to hang on to that food and not waste that food. Of course it is. Of course it was. It was very important for you to not waste that clothing and, you know, to, to keep that clothing because who knows when you can go, you know, there was no stores around. You weren't going to, uh, you weren't, you weren't going to Walmart or Target or Macy's and going shopping. So you needed to hang on to those things. Well, guess what? This is no longer the case. We do not have those problems anymore. It's not a problem to go and get some more clothes if you decide that you need them or if, you know, something went bad. It's not a problem to go get more food. Food is plentiful. Might not be exactly what you want, right? And the, uh, the shortages of the last couple of years have showed us, you know, okay, sometimes you can't get the, the particular variety of whatever that you want, but the grocery stores still have food and nobody's going hungry. At least nobody who's listening to this podcast is going hungry. Okay. So our brains are stuck back a couple hundred years ago and they just haven't caught up. Your brain doesn't know that, uh, that that food or that clothing or that, you know, that, that item is no longer necessary for your survival. So it's your job to tell it the truth and say, you know what? This is actually not life for death anymore. It used to be that way, but now not so much. And it's actually totally fine. If I need this again, I can replace it. Okay. So it's really important that you understand, you know, the messages that you receive and maybe the things that you grew up believing. And then I want you to compare them to what the reality of today's world is. Okay. The other reason that we want to declutter is that clutter is very isolating. You may know this, right? If you have a cluttered home, you may not want other people to see it. Um, and it may cause you to shut down. And in that case, now you don't have that interaction with the outside world. And we as human beings, we desperately need that. We are social creatures. And when we lack for human interaction, um, we suffer. Right. And so this is a very real reason that many people uh, want to declutter because they realize this is happening. Okay. So you may know 
that you wanna declutter, right? You probably know this. You want to know, you know that you want to let go, but it's hard to do it for all of those reasons that I just explained, right? Just knowing these things doesn't mean that you're automatically like good to go, <laughs> you're, you're gonna be on your way. Does it work that way, right? Let me tell you how I came to be such a, a fan of decluttering. So I have four boys. I'm currently a single mom. I used to be married. And back when my kids were little, we had a lot of stuff. And I was in accumulation mode. You know, like I got married, uh, we graduated from college. My, my then husband and I, um, we had good jobs. And so I figured, hey, it's time to enjoy, right? Like, let's go, you know, and we weren't being, uh, we, we weren't doing anything crazy with our money, but we wanted to buy some things. We wanted to enjoy our lives. Um, in addition, you got three or four kids. The kids need stuff, right? You want toys for your kids. You want gear for your babies. You need clothes. Um, maybe you love to cook. We, I love to cook and bake. So we had all of these things in our house and, um, it was fun, <laughs> super fun to go shopping and all of that. But the problem was like, I felt like I was constantly fighting a losing battle. I felt like, you know, the, the house was always just messy, right? And I was always trying, I called it cleaning up, right? And it's not like the house was like dirty, but I just called it cleaning up. So you're constantly running around, putting things away, keeping up with the toys, the kids, the books, you know, the, the kitchen, the laundry. Um, I spent a lot of time doing that. And I've always been a pretty organized person. So I figured, okay, the answer here is better organization. I'm just going to get organized. We're going to organize our way out of this problem. And so I went and bought bins and totes and baskets and, um, and I labeled things, you know, and things were really well organized and, and all of that. But the problem was still a whole lot of work. I was spending all this time kind of rearranging and also trying to get after my kids to put their stuff away. And they were just not that excited about this. <laughs> they didn't want to deal with my bins and boxes, right? They just wanted to go play. They didn't really care how many toys they had. Um, so I spent all this time trying to organize my way out of a mess um, and really kind of feeling like I was failing at it and really not feeling like a good mom. I mean, that's what I really, that's what, that was what my frustration was. I was just really frustrated because I always felt like, like I just can't win here. I'm so busy with these kids and with the house. And I also had um, a home business on the side and I just felt like I was fighting a losing battle and I didn't have time to do the things that I really wanted to do. I didn't really want to spend my day going around picking things up. Okay. So that was my conundrum. That was my, my dilemma. And I really didn't know what to do about it until I went on a trip. I went on a trip. I took one of my kids with me and I went to visit my stepsister. And um, she and her husband had a little girl. They had, I think she was about, she was like one or two years old, little, little baby, baby girl. And I remember it very, very clearly. I went to get a cup for my son, because I had brought one of my kids with me, um, out of the kitchen. And they had three. <laughs> they had three kid cups, three sippy cups in the entire house. And it blew my mind. And I was like, what is going on here? This is unbelievable. And my sister explained to me, she's like, yeah, you know, we have one to use and we have one, you know, that maybe is in the dishwasher sometimes. And then we have an extra, you know, cause you might need an extra. <laughs> 
And I was like, are you kidding? Like, this is unbelievable. And I thought, this is genius. This is genius because back at my house, I had probably 27 sippy cups and, you know, all the things that go along with the sippy cup. And then you need the baskets to put the things in and then nothing ever matches. And, uh, and then, you know, it's just all of this drama just around this one particular kind of cup. And it's not like we were using 27 at a time. It really wasn't. So I just, my mind was blown. And my sister went on to explain to me, they had done this for the entire house. They had gone through all of their belongings and they had gotten rid of everything that they didn't need. But, you know, they were minimalist. And what was so interesting to me was that I had always considered minimalism to be very cold and very stark and empty, right? Like you picture a minimalist house and you think they got nothing, right? They're sitting there twiddling their thumbs. But this was not the case. And um, in this house, it was warm and inviting and there were things to do and it was cozy, but there just wasn't anything they didn't use. There wasn't anything that they didn't need. They had chosen the things in their house on purpose. And they were super intentional about that. And so I left that trip. And again, I was like, wow, this is the answer. Like, I love this because it's so easy to clean up when you don't have, you know, like, like mountains, like literal mountains of toys. If you don't have that, then cleaning up the playroom is really not that big a deal. And what would that mean for my life if I didn't have to spend all this time um, running around and cleaning up, right? What I called just putting things away. So I went home and I was on a mission <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you that it went well it, because it didn't made a lot of mistakes, a lot of trial and error, but I was hooked at that point because I was like, I want my life to be easier. I want to have room and time for the things that I actually want to do. Like nobody grows up and says, I want to spend 50% of my life putting things away. Like we don't do that, but that's kind of what happens if you are not intentionally decluttering. Okay. So that was my why, right? That was my initial why. And since then, you know, I have grown and, and we've developed all these tools and now we have our membership and we have, you know, we have people, we teach people how to do this, but this is where I want you to start. I want you to start with what is your why for decluttering? Why do you want to do this? Because my why is not going to be your why. Everyone's going to have their own why. Um, so I want to tell you a couple other reasons why you may decide to declutter. And I want to tell you about a couple of our members that did that. So one of my very first members, and I remember this so clearly, her name was Judy King. Her name is Judy King. And she came into our membership and she said, I want to declutter so that my grandkids can come and spend the night and they don't have to sleep on the couch. She was super clear about that. And that was her vision. And she started in her extra bedroom and she worked through that room and she got that room cleaned up and she got rid of so much stuff. And then the closet got cleaned up and she has gone on to do this process very, very intentionally, very methodically through the rest of her house. And, um, but she started with that why. And the grandkids come over all the time 
and they can spend the night and they have their closet and it's all organized and it's just beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. And um, that was just so clear for her and that was just a really strong motivator. Love that. Um, another one of our members, name is Jan. She and her husband are getting ready to downsize, right? If you're gonna move from, you know, maybe a four bedroom house and you're gonna go into a condo, it's not all gonna fit. Right? Some of you know this. Some of you are living this right now. It doesn't fit, or at least it doesn't fit very well. And so they wanted to downsize so that they could enjoy their new house. Right? Again, life can be easier. Downsizing. So many of us now are getting to the point in our lives where we're ready to downsize. So if this is you, maybe that's your reason. This makes perfect sense. Um, here are 10 of my favorite decluttering whys. Okay, here are 10 reasons why you might want to declutter. The first one, number one, you're gonna be able to find things more easily. Now this one might seem obvious, like duh, right? But have you really thought about it? Right, because I know a lot of people think, well, I know where everything is. This is just organized chaos, this is not a problem. But are you sure about that? Right, and do you like it, right? If you have a decluttered house um, where, you ha where you know what you have, it is not hard to put your fingers on the thing that you need, right? And how many times are you in a panic right now because you can't find that thing that you know is in there somewhere? This is a huge why. Be able to find things more easily. Little things, big things, doesn't matter, right? Number two, when you have a decluttered space, it is more peaceful. I promise you, and we will get into more of this um, as we go on in the podcast, but, but decluttered spaces um, can promote a feeling of peace and calm, calm, peace. If you need more peace in your life, and let me tell you, I needed more peace with four little boys. <laughs> I needed all the peace I could get. Um, you want to pay attention to that. You want to create spaces that have less things, fewer things in them, because that is more peaceful to your brain. Okay. Number three, it saves time. Oh my word. Does it save time? You probably spend more time trying to keep your house clean and picked up and tidy than does someone who has fewer things and their house ends up looking nicer because there's just less to work with. There's just, you know, if you don't have to, you know, if you have a, a shelf, full of figurines, um, either you spend a lot of time dusting that shelf or you don't and it gets dusty, right? Whereas if you only have one figurine on the shelf, then it's a piece of cake to keep it clean. You will save tremendous amount of time and your house will look better. So it's a win-win. All right, number, number four, you're gonna save money on groceries. This is a huge why. If money is tight for you, I promise you decluttering is going to save on your grocery budget. And this is a little bit counterintuitive, isn't it? You, you may think, well, I need to hang on to all these groceries. But I promise you, the more cluttered your kitchen is, whether it's food or, uh, you know, or gadgets or china or appliances or whatever, the more cluttered it is, the harder it is to use your kitchen. So you're probably still buying the same amount of food, but you're not using it, right? You're not eating at home. You're not using that food. The food is going bad. Um, or maybe you're eating out because you're like, there's no room to work here. I need to go grab something, right? So um, your grocery budget will 
be, uh, be positively affected when you declutter. This happens every single time. This is where we always start in our membership is in the kitchen because it saves money instantly. Very, very, very quickly. All right. Number five, you may save money on storage fees. I can't tell you how many people I have talked to that have a storage unit. Um, and it's not just a temporary one, right? I'm not, I'm not, um, railing against storage units, but, um, the way that we tend to use them is that stuff goes in and it never comes out and people pay for years or decades. We have members that may have two, three, or four storage units. Maybe you've inherited a storage unit. You're paying money for this stuff that you do not even have convenient access to. I could go on a rant about storage units. Storage units are the best business model. People who own them do very, very well because they know that people are never coming to get their stuff. And we don't want this for you. You know, so again, if, if your budget is an area of concern, you can save tremendous amount of money on storage fees. Um, number six, I love this one. And this one gets back to Judy King, right? Easy yeses to entertaining. If your house is decluttered, it is not a problem when the doorbell rings. Or if, you know, someone gives you a call and says, hey, we're in town, can we stop by? You know, or even if somebody drops you off at home, maybe you go out to lunch with girlfriends and then they drop you off at home, you say, you wanna come in for a cup of coffee? No problem. No problem. Now, does this mean that your house is always 100% picture-perfect, company-ready? Probably not, right? But you don't need to be. And you can feel good about opening the door to friends and family and, you know, the repair guy um, when your house is more or less decluttered. It's so much easier to keep cleaned up. It really is. So that easy yes to entertaining, whether it's birthday parties, it's holidays, um, barbecue, cookout, whatever it is, this is so important to so many people. And they have lost the, um, the ability to say yes, because they're just not comfortable in a cluttered house. And when we start decluttering, when you start decluttering, then you can start saying yes again. And this is just the most beautiful thing ever. All right. Number seven, when you declutter, you're going to feel in control, especially if you do it in a manageable way right? You don't want to feel like the stuff is being ripped out of your hands. Um, but if you do it intentionally in the way that I will teach you, you feel in control. A lot of the time we keep things because we feel like I need to be in control of these things. I need to have my things available. So I'm going to keep them all. But what I want you to know is that your things do not create the sense of control for you. They are just things. You create that sense of control. And when you decide these are the things that I want in my house and these are the things that I do not want in my house, now you're back in control. So if you struggle with feeling, let's say, out of control in your life and you want more control, decluttering is a wonderful way to do that because you decide what you want and what you don't want in your house. All right, number eight. Um, this is a good one. And uh, I did a little bit of research on this and it seems like it's a little bit of a mixed, uh, mixed results. So I'm not going to tell you this is for sure, but anecdotally, our members have, have experienced this benefit, this why. And what it is, is that when you declutter, it may result in better focus and fewer ADHD symptoms may. Okay. Your mileage may vary, but it really does make sense. Doesn't it? If you have a cluttered room, it's so hard to focus. 
It really is. Um, you know, you may see all these things that you're supposed to be doing and you may be jumping from thing to thing to thing. Whereas if, if there's fewer things, if your environment is calmer, right? Your external environment is calmer. Your brain is going to be calmer and more focused. So this is a wonderful benefit. Number nine, safety. This one is so basic, but it's so important. If you have a cluttered home, there may be some safety hazards. You know, you may trip on things. It may be hard to, um, you know, to move around in certain rooms. We have members that have said, you know, they decluttered because they wanted the paramedics to be able to get in if there was an emergency. You know, if you're, if you're caring for an elderly loved one or someone with medical needs, this is a real concern and you really want to make sure that, um, that this is, uh, that this is manageable, you know, should you need emergency help. Right? You also just don't want fire hazards. Like there's so many safety uh, related reasons to declutter, right? Um, and number 10, my favorite one here, my favorite one, feelings of freedom and abundance. Right? Again, I think sometimes we think the more things I have, the more, the more abundant I feel. Like my things create abundance for me. But that's not the way it works. And in fact, if, if you're holding onto your things, because you feel like I, you know, I just can't without them. It's like the opposite of abundance. Like we need all these things and you can never have enough. If you're looking to your things to create abundance in, you know, in, in, as a feeling, you can never have enough. Whereas if you just appreciate this life that you have and you say the things here I have chosen on purpose, you know, very intentionally, um, you will realize that you're creating abundance from within and you are going to have so much freedom. If you can say, I love this thing and also I don't need it anymore. That is true freedom, right? Because the truth is we really don't need anything beyond food and shelter, right? We really don't need any of that stuff. We tell ourselves we do, but this is actually not the truth. It's not an accurate statement. The truth is that we want these things. But again, if we are in a cycle of wanting, we could just never fill that need. We never have enough. And so when we let go on purpose, then we're telling our brains, reminding ourselves that I have more than enough. I have more than I need here. And, you know, I have everything that I need and then some. Okay. All right. So again, Spend some time thinking, why do you want to declutter? Why is it important to you? What is your reason? Knowing your why is going to inform your decisions. It's going to help you decide where to work. It's going to help you decide, um, you know, how quickly, how fast or slow you do this and um, help you make those decisions. So get clear on that why. All right. Decluttering is so worth it, my friends. I love it. I am such a fan and I have seen this work. Uh, I've seen this, th this work works so, so powerfully for so many people. And I want that for all of you too. All right. It is totally worth it. So less stuff, more life. That is what we're all about here. All right. Take care, everyone. I'll see you next time. That's all we have for you today. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast? It would really help us get the word out. To start your decluttering journey, go to thedeclutteringclub.com forward slash start. That's the T-H-E 
declutteringclub.com forward slash start.